Celebration Church podcast, Behind the Sermon, where we get to sit in on a conversation between our pastors to hear about what they are learning, what they are teaching, and what God is doing throughout our church. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, welcome to this week's episode of Behind the Sermon. We have a new series that we're talking about today. This is actually a series that Pastor Andrew is writing for our church, mm-hmm. for us all to speak Um, So here today we have Pastor Andrew who preached this Sunday and then Marie, uh, Pastor Robbie's wife, who's, did we call him Pastor Robbie? That's weird. He does not like that Pastor Rob, (laughs) respectfully named Pastor (laughs) Rob's wife, Marie. Um, They almost named their son Gideon. So we thought we'd ask an expert about (laughs) Gideon's life because clearly they've done Long, hard research about the name. But didn't like it. <laughs> but didn't like it. <laughs> but didn't like it. <laughs> Perfect. But um, so a lot, of, a lot of great feedback already from this sermon. I'll be honest. Um, I'm really happy. Like I, so context, I was so sick. Like I didn't want to tell people how recently I had been sick. I started throwing up. <laughs> Saturday at three in the morning. But let's tell everyone now. <laughs> and now, now that it's over and you know it's it's past. But Saturday at three in the morning, I started throwing up, and I spent like eight hours just sick. And then my fever broke at three a.m. the morning I was supposed to preach. Oh my so gosh. I, I honestly, by the time I was done preaching, I didn't remember what I said. I w- was worried. I didn't make any sense, and so it was just like a relief to hear people actually be like, no, it was it, it was good. I liked it. So if you heard the sermon from the Dover location and are listening to this podcast in your bathroom, <laughs> that would be Pastor Andrew's fault. <laughs> I mean, like I, I no, I'm just in kidding. between services, I went into the broadcast room and fell asleep. Like that's yeah. how miserable. No, I yeah. Felt. But 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 for real, we had a lot of a lot of um a lot of messages on our our leaders Slack channel. And people texting and people working through, I think. And that's obviously, people don't do that to just like boost egos. Yeah. Um, so it, clearly it resonated really well. Um, I, I like the start of this series because again, like we've talked about pitfalls, it was fantastic. It was mm-hmm. a great series, but it felt a little like, hey, here are, here are some negatives to watch out for. So it was, it was like... I don't know if we thought through that plan so well of like, all right, and here are some crazy positives to start off the next series. Mm. And it was like, everyone was like waiting for it. Yeah. You know, like, oh, we're going to stay away from all these things. We're going to try and be as godly as we can. And then it's like this like motivational, hey, you can do it. I felt like that switch was really good Mm. and really needed. It was like people were hungry for that after hearing through all the pitfalls. I liked that a lot. Um, but yeah, I haven't scrolled through your notes yet. So um, talk through like this is, we've talked through it already, but this was a sermon series that you're writing for the church, which is yep. something new yep. for us. We never got to do that. Pastor Nate has each of our pastors writing a sermon series. Obviously he's kind of vetting it and making sure what we're doing is okay. Yeah. Um, but he's given us that kind of, that kind of role. So I wonder if you could talk through like what made you choose Gideon, um, did you just know we didn't pick a character yet and thought you'd swipe <laughs> it, or what made you want to choose it? No, the reason I ended up in Gideon, it was actually kind of unintentional. I really wanted to focus in on doubt and self confidence, because right. um, that seems to be a constant crisis I'm facing continuously. Um, so it really birthed out of the idea. There's this um, 
there's this thing called imposter syndrome, which yeah. um, you know you hear a little bit around. You know, sometimes in a corporate setting, in a psych- in psychology terms, it's called imposter syndrome, and it's where you end up in a job or a role and feel like you're faking it the entire time. And I feel that constantly as a pastor. Like, I feel like, why am I here? Why am I doing this? I'm the wrong person to be doing this. But I can't let anyone else know that I'm feeling this (laughs) way, right? And so it's this fear internally of this imposter syndrome. And I put on this like, no, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm talking about and having confidence, but feeling absolute terror under the surface. And, And that's what I really love about Gideon is he constantly faced that challenge and so um, even in the midst of even in the midst of so I wrote I finished up um, next week's sermon and so it really um, it really dives in a little bit deeper to Gideon feeling these feelings of like I'm the wrong person to be doing this but I'm not going to trust in my confidence I'm going to trust in what God says about me mm. and so it really birthed out of that and so it, it just happened like when we looked through I was like I'm doing this doubt and self-confidence and realized I'd pulled only from Gideon and so we just kind of rolled with it from that's there cool. so that's kind of where it came from for me that's um, cool yeah I like so. that kind of leading through like you had the topic and it just worked through you know yeah and I think that's great and I mean even you sharing those statistics at the beginning and all of us learning like oh okay a lot of people yeah. work through this. So like, it's great to hear of a quote unquote, like Bible hero mm-hmm. that goes through it as well. Yeah. Makes you feel a little, a little better about yourself. Yeah. Cause it's, it's pretty interesting. Cause like you get a lot of times, like when we look at heroes of the faith, it, can feel like they gloss over the doubt. So like if we take another character from Judges, like Samson, it never seems like Samson ever doubted himself for a moment. Yeah. And so oftentimes we're trying to pursue Even when that. he couldn't do things. Right? <laughs> yeah. Because he exactly. stood up in full confidence of himself. <laughs> exactly. And so he had this, this underlying confidence that mm-hmm. it was like, I don't have any of that. And so it's nice to see a character like Gideon where it's like, okay, even if I am a coward, God can still use me. Yeah. And like that's just comforting in my mentality because it's like, yeah, I don't feel like I'll ever be a Samson, but I can be a coward like Gideon. Yeah. Like, you know, and I can still work through it. And I so. mean, imposter syndrome doesn't just hit for pastors or, mm. or leaders too. Like, I don't know, Marie, if you ever gone through like the idea of imposter syndrome for, you know, you've done you've done a bunch oh, of yeah. things. You've managed stores at Starbucks before you've been in leadership in in a corporate setting, probably even, I don't know, stay home mom. Like, do you have those type of things too? Yeah. Even, I feel like mostly being kind of as young as I am and dealing with, you know, ministering to people who are double my age Mm -hmm. or whatever, or even being like a boss to people who are triple my age. It's uh, like when I managed Starbucks, it was, it's like, what do I have no business telling you what to do and they know it. I know it, but here I am. I'm in this place that God has put me in, whether it was managing or now, um, you know, kind of guiding parents or mothers um, in their walk with Christ, uh, mothering their children. It's yeah. It can get like, what, why, why me? Why am I telling you what to do? Like I've, I've never um, lost somebody significant in my life or I've never, you know, I've never dealt with my child being 12 years old and rebelling against me, but here, let me tell you what to do. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So for sure. And I think it was, it's interesting that you chose Gideon because I feel like when we hear sermons about 
doubt or um, low self-confidence, we hear about Moses or um, Abraham and like, they're like, God, like, I'm not the guy for this or whatever. And I think now that we've kind of added like a third person in our church where like, we know, okay, now there are these three heroes of the Bible that Mm. are real men that doubted Christ or or doubted God. Like, okay. So like these, these guys, these mighty men that won things for Israel and for God, like they went through that. I can go through it. And what can God do through me if he did it through them? And they absolutely doubted God. Yeah. Maybe even more than I do. So, yeah. like, I think that's really cool. That is, yeah, that is really cool. Yeah, and yeah, and I think that's, I think that's exactly right because it's like, yeah, I think because what I love too is Gideon goes on such a journey from being such a from doubting so much to being so confident, mm-hmm. and then even on the other side of the journey, eventually we get to Gideon where he almost gets too confident and ultimately it ruins his legacy. So when we end up with Gideon at the very end of his life, he doesn't pass on what he's learned properly. And as soon as he dies, the nation rebels again. And so there's like a twofold isn't that, thing. Isn't that funny? Because we brought up, even bringing up like Samson as a joke. Yeah. But you think through the idea of a healthy balance mm-hmm. between your confidence and this humility of like, maybe the imposter syndrome keeps you, it keeps you humble. It keeps you in a place of like, all right, yeah. I don't deserve this, but I'm here. Cause it feels like every time, uh, every time a Bible hero gets confident, that's their, that's like their fall. Like yeah. that's yeah. when they work through it because all of a sudden now they have a confidence that's in the wrong thing, mm-hmm. right? It falls into them all of a sudden, like well, God used me and, Mm-hmm. All this other stuff to where you're like Samson, you get up to go beat people up and you didn't even realize God left you. You know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah. that whole idea, it's just interesting. I know I didn't. Yeah, the emphasis I, is wrong. Yeah. Like God used me, not God used me. Right. Yeah. 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 So I, it's just interesting that you brought that. That kind of goes full circle now seeing like when the confidence comes through, sometimes it can carry you back into mm-hmm. kind of your demise. I like yeah. that yeah. a lot. One of one of my, I just I just bring it up because I liked it a lot. I loved when you talked through him being in the wrong place, doing something incorrectly, like pretty much showing like, hey, this guy seems like a loser. If you know what he's supposed to be doing, like yeah. this isn't right. <laughs> and God speaking so much vision into him. Mm. I don't know why, because I share I shared that when we were doing dismissal with my location, <clears throat> but like thinking through like being called something and letting that cast vision into you is like something that I always struggle with and realizing like how deep confidence goes down into me and everything that I do. And same thing with you, like imposter syndrome. But that, um, that was just a really great, like when you went through that, I was just like, Oh wow, that's really good. I did the, the classic (laughs) person sitting in the crowd. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) But it was an actual wow yeah. point. I wasn't faking it. No, no, it was nice. It was ni- it's nice. You've you've started. Uh, you, I heard you say wow a couple of times, and it is an ego ego booster when you're preaching. It's like, oh man, someone's actually listening. Yeah, um, <laughs> so I, was trying. I appreciate that. I was getting that front row rowdy. Yeah, I, got, I got some people next to me starting to talk. Yeah, it was good. It was good. But I think that's so deep. And so I even thought when. When you talked about it, because you shared, you're like, hey, I'm really bad at taking compliments. So it was after my message. I almost stole that point for my second 
sermon. I know the second I, was mad. <laughs> I almost did, but I le- I left you it. You set me up. I I left I left it because <laughs> when I, you were doing, it, I'm like, what are you doing? What yeah. are you doing? <laughs> Taking my point? <laughs> Preach the whole sermon. Give me my final point. Come on. So, so I left it, but I realized the story that made me think of it was even this past week we were we were hanging out, you, me, and Stephen. And Stephen looked at me at one point. He said, "Hey, Pastor, I just want to let you know I appreciate you." And I like freaked out. I was yeah. like, "What? Why? What? What did I do? What's yeah. going on? What's happening?" You walked what? away from him. <laughs> You walked away from him. You couldn't handle it. Uh, yeah, I didn't know what to do. And it's like, it like in that moment when you said that from the stage, I reckon I was like, oh man, that was me doing yeah. the same thing. Like mm. I was that freaked out by Steven literally just yeah. being like, hey man, I appreciate you. And it messed me up. And like, I just go think. And then I came back and I was like, oh, oh thank you so much. I appreciate it. <laughs> now that I have investigated. <laughs> yeah. No, but that that just shows like we all... We all like that. So that that point yeah. really hit home. I thought it was weird that that was my that was almost my word from the Lord. Mm. I told the whole church, just take the frigging compliment. Yeah, <laughs> like, I think that resonated with a lot of people. Yeah. Like me and Tammy, we hugged after first service, and she was like, "You did so great." And I was like, "Shut up, Tammy." And she was like, "Take the compliment." And I was like, "You look beautiful." And she was like, "Oh, stop." And I was like, "Tammy." Like, <laughs> yeah, that was it like one rings. conversation. <laughs> Yeah, but it was just that whole idea like, hey, you're called to something really great. Can you take that compliment? Yeah. Mm. And I don't know. I feel like we do a bad job doing that. I would agree. And so like that's one of the things that I think through in the leadership role. So a lot of, you know, a lot of the things that you learn about leadership is the people who follow you will take on a lot of your characteristics. Yep. Yeah. And we are a deeply insecure about taking compliments kind of staff and yeah. even potentially a deeply lacking confidence staff in 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 a sense. And I I you know I it's just it's just hard, you know, it's just a challenge that we face. And so that was one mm-hmm. of the things I started to recognize was like, oh, I think I think this is this is something poking its head out for us as a yeah. staff, I think was something I started to realize in that moment was one, we can be bad at complimenting each other. And two, mm. when we do compliment each other, we freak out and don't know what to do. Yeah, we don't know how to handle it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you you maybe think through too though, like it's it's for us it does it's not just like we we have horrible, crippling self doubt. More <laughs> yeah. of more of it is we feel like sometimes if we're celebrating, it means there's something we're not fixing. Mm. Like for us, I think it does come down to that. Like Pastor Nate being able to be like, hey, can we actually just like go celebrate this? Yeah. And we're like, uh, I guess. <laughs> like, but don't we have other things we want to make better? 100%. And so sometimes it falls into that, which could, you know, it just leads to us not being able to celebrate yeah. the same, which yeah. is always super hard. Mm-hmm. But, um, now I I took the conversation, then looked at my notes. Sorry, yeah, it's okay. That's okay. Yeah, <laughs> let me just uh, go quiet. Yeah, I don't. Maybe maybe Marie talk to us from a perspective outside of us as staff members. Like when Jeremy talks about not being able to take compliments or um, things like that, is that something you experience in your life or you experience generally? Like, what's that like for you? Yeah. So growing up Christian, like you're told all the time, like he must increase, so I must decrease sort of thing. And the aspect of humility and like that kind of just being drilled into you, I think is, it's not taught well enough. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think we've as like Christians learned how to teach it in which, like in a way that makes 
people truly humble. Mm. It's just like a facade of like, okay, don't say these things. Otherwise people are going to think that your heart is proud. Yeah. And personally for me, that's exactly what happened. Like I could play humble all day long, mm. but inside I'm thinking something completely different. Mm. Like, um, I just feel like, like when I say like, shut up, Tammy, like, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that on the podcast. I need to say that on the okay. podcast. We bleeped it out. <laughs> um, but like when I say stuff like that, it's like, it, it's a temptation of me to be like, yeah, like, thanks. But like, I'm just like, oh no, don't compliment me. Mm. But really it's, it, it, it kind of comes across as like too proud to accept a compliment too. Like, yeah. it's not like people think, oh, she can't take a compliment. How humble of her. They're just like, yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, nobody yeah. thinks that. Like, nobody thinks like we're an incredibly humble group. Sometimes people think Christians are like so they're, most of the time I feel like people think Christians are too proud. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I feel like myself and like other other Christians, we struggle with the facade of, of humility. Yeah. And it's more of a heart issue that we yeah. don't address. Yeah. I'll always think through C.S. Lewis and Mere Christianity talks about humility. And it's always my go-to understanding because it hits on that. He says, and I'm paraphrasing the quote, but it says, true humility is not a bunch of clever men and pretty women saying that they're stupid and that they're ugly. It's knowing you could build the best cathedral, paint mm. the greatest painting, give the greatest sermon, but not caring if you do it or if someone else does. Wow. And like, yeah. that was the quote that I was like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, I get that. I get it now. And, yeah. and cause a lot of times like we'll, we'll do that. We'll just, we'll take things that are good about us and pretend they're not. Yeah. And, and use it as the guise of humility. Yeah, I remember that quote. That was really good. Mm -hmm. That one hurts. Yeah, like legit when you think through, like, oh, you're you're only humble when you're when you're just happy to see it happen. Yeah, and it's not like, well, wait a minute. You know, if I'm sitting in the front row, being like, wish I preached this. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. and then I get up, I'm like, hey, great job, like so good. But in my heart, I just wanted to be the one to preach it. You know? Yeah, <clears throat> like yeah, sh like. What you were saying, Marie, like, yeah, that could look really humble. Yeah. But really, I'm like deep seated, like, should have been me. Yeah. I, I need that attention. Yeah. Or if it's something like, you know, oh, Jeremy, you're a great musician. You're like, no, I'm not. I'm terrible. Right. I'm the worst. <laughs> I suck. Like that, you know, and so many, so you many can't Christians even read a do bass that. <laughs> <laughs> but so many Christians do that. Like that, that mentality of like, like, you know that you have this skill, but yeah. you pretend you don't. Yep. It's like, come on. Yeah. Like that's not being humble. That's in a lot of ways, that's diminishing God shining through you because right. God's imparted these gifts to you. And for you to, to, to minimize them is to say, God's handiwork wasn't that good. Right. God's work isn't that great. Yeah. yeah. You know, sure. and, and that's not, that's, you know, that's not right. That's that, you know, that's under undervaluing what God has placed into this world to be to be beautiful. Yeah, and, that's true. You know? And so, yeah. And it's kind of an immaturity. Like, mm. that, I think that's really what stems at it is like, to me, if I'm going to be a preacher, right? Yeah. So now I've, that's a new realm for me. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I've never spoken before this past year. I've never preached. Yeah. I've just done small little things. To me, I'm like, well, no, a preacher predefined in my head is even though I've been under Pastor Nate for forever, is someone who has been preaching for 30 plus years. Mm. They have degrees in 
theology and like that's someone who's worth it. And so for me to be able to get the option, it's almost like I'm setting up my own yeah. qualities that I fail at. Mm. And that's like kind of what I feel like is a lot of what, what we end up doing. Like, oh no, I, I can't talk about spiritual health mm. because I'm still, I didn't get a degree in it. Yeah. Right. So like the qualifying factors, I just, you, you just make up reasons. Yeah. Versus like, I don't know, I fit into the categories of other areas of my life that I'm fine with. So yeah. music, I can take compliments. It mm-hmm. doesn't, it doesn't bother me when people ask what I play or anything. Like I feel confident in that because in my mind, like I've done the things I've earned yeah. the thing. I can say the thing. Yeah. But like to do that for pastoral or for leadership, it's like, well, nah, I don't want to hear that. Yeah. Even though that's what our calling is. Yeah. Mm. You know? Yeah, before you preach your first message, you have to have preached at least 20 messages. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, somehow that is how it works in my head. That is how it works in my head. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean though? Like that's just, but that's, I think that is what makes me feel like I'm going to have to fake it mm. until I make it because yeah. like I feel like I'm not in it. Mm-hmm. But he, So that's where like when you were talking through Gideon, like he did it. However, he did it under the cover of night so yeah. no one could see him doing it, right? So that's like, I I did the, I preached, but I did it like I took other people's quotes yeah. and I used them as mine. And I, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm confident, I swear, you know? I but didn't just, do the first one to all locations. I did just, I right. did just Dover, you know? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. You do it under the, you know, under the guise. And I think there's so many people that feel that way. Like, I'm going to start a business you know, but I'm just going to tell a couple people mm. that I'm starting a business because if I post about it, that's something I don't want people to see me trying and think judgmental thoughts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm. I, I can't start a business until I have 10 clients. Yeah. You know, so I'm just <laughs> trying to think of it outside of pastoral terms. Like that's like kind of a mentality that it could fall into as yeah. well. Yeah. Like I'm going to wait to make it legit until it already is legit, which it, it's not really, if God's calling you into it, it is legit. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. 100%. 100%. <clears throat> I'm going to look so. through your notes some more. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anything else? Yeah, Marie, anything that resonated with you that other points that you were like, oh, this is something that connected with me? Yeah. I think I think it was your final point, the kind of shifting the wording from self-confidence to self-less confidence. Mm. Oh, yeah. To me, I was like, that just like opened up a world of thoughts, like conversations. And like, to me, it could be like the tagline of the whole series. Like, yeah, it is not like, I don't need to have confidence in my own abilities. Like mm. I only, only need to have confidence in the one that has every ability that like, if he is calling me to it, then he's going to equip me for it. So like, for me, like going through any ministry, if God's calling me to it, then He's got me like yeah. that, like to like, sorry, no words are coming out. It was just good. It was yeah. really good. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. I like that too. I wanted to hear more about that as well because, um, the band got called up towards mm. the end. So <laughs> I didn't get to hear the very end. Yeah. So you like got into it. I'm like, Oh, here we go. <laughs> and then you went, the band can come up. And I was like, no, oh, yeah. oh, I gotta miss it because I don't know why once you get backstage, it's like, a distraction pit trying to think through like, what song are we singing? What are we, you know, all this. So I did miss some of that. Patrick. 
<laughs> I don't know why Patrick stars on the worship team. <laughs> um, thanks. Um, so yeah, I, I wanted to hear more about like how do we switch from the selfless or selfish to selfless confident? Like what does that end up looking like? And I'm sorry if I'm making you preach the end of your message again. Yeah. Well, honestly, I don't remember a lot because it was delirious, but uh, it's going to bookend in week two really well okay. where we talk about like, I'm really excited because week two, as I started diving into it, it was like one of those things where I was like, wow, like even in this conversation, we've naturally ended up talking about things that are going to be addressed in week two, which makes cool. me feel really good about like, okay, this yeah, is flowing in a good direction. But we do talk a lot about how do you how do you switch switch that mentality. And so part of it, one of the things that is really important is it's not something that happens instantaneously. So um, one of the kind of analogies that I used for next week is like faithfulness. And so faith, faith in God um, is the fruit of the spirit that's developed. And what's important about fruits is they don't happen instantaneously. Mm-hmm. It takes a lifetime to cultivate. And so it's something that Gideon does slowly over time. Like learning to hear from God is a skill Gideon has to develop. So when we meet him in the beginning of his journey, he's not sure if he's even hearing from God. So yeah. um, immediately after the the part that we read where God meets him in the wine press, Gideon's like, all right, hold up. I wanna be sure you're God, stay here and I'll be back. And then he goes off and he kills a goat, brings it for food, puts it in front of the angel of the Lord. It gets burned up and then the angel disappears and Gideon falls on his face and it's like, oh my gosh, I've seen God. What do I do? I'm going to die. Yeah. Like literally he thinks he's going to die. And then God says to him, don't worry, you're not going to die. And he's like, okay. And then God calls him into the next thing. And he's like, all right, I want to be sure it's you. So I'm going to put this fleece on the ground. And then, you know, and so the the whole fleece story happens, which is the focus of next week. And he's like, all right, if the fleece is wet and the ground is dry, then I'll know it was you. And so he wakes up the fleece is wet, the ground is dry. He says, God, one more thing. Let me check again to make sure I'm hearing from you. If the ground is wet and the fleece is dry this time, then I know it's hearing. And so he's 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 journeying through this process yeah. of figuring out like, I'm not even confident I'm hearing from God right yeah. now. I don't even know that. So I'm going to be deliberately sure. And he sets up these these rhythms to begin to hear so that as it goes on, he knows more and more. And That's so there's cool. some things that he really knows. So like it was really easy for him to know that the that the the altar to Baal needs to come down. That was an obvious thing he heard from God because it's in God's word, right? Yep. He's like, I know this is wrong. So I'm confident God is speaking to me about this. Yep. When he gets to, all right, Gideon, now go attack the Midianites. He's like, I'm not sure if I'm hearing from God because this is a, different direction. Yeah. Like this isn't in God's word. God never told me in scripture, go attack the Midianites. So now I've really got to wrestle through. Yeah. The, this. this is a specific thing that. Exactly. And the journey's a little different for him. So he he's confident in one because it's from scripture. He's not confident in the other because there's no, there there's scriptural backing that the Israelites are supposed to be the people who own this land, but he doesn't know if he's the one to implement that. Right. And I think that's the challenge we face a lot more. It's like, we're confident on a lot of the scriptural things, but when God calls us into things that aren't necessarily like, go do this, go start this nonprofit, go be in ministry, go say this thing to this person. We're like, I know that this could be a thing from you, God, right? but is it? And so figuring that out is it, really the it shift. It falls into the idea of like 
am I really doing mm. what God wants me to do? Yeah. Which you talk to a lot of people like, I've had people tell me like, well, I don't want to miss mm. what God has for me. So I'm trying to figure out what he wants and and working through that with people. I feel like that is a huge, like, that is yeah. a tension that people still feel like, all right, well, it does not say in the Bible that Jeremy needs to go do this when yeah. this happens. But it's not against the Bible, right? So that's like yeah. the, whole, yeah. the whole thing. But I feel like that is a cultural thing. And people will spin their wheels there for years. And that's what's really sad. Long time. Is they'll just stay there. They'll yeah. just stay. Like how many times be like, I don't know. I don't know if God wants me to do this. It's like, well, I think he wanted you to start doing something a couple of years ago. Right. And you've just existed. And I don't think that's what he wants. And I always, I always use the analogy of a GPS for people. Like when you're sitting there and you turn your GPS on and you want to go somewhere and it doesn't know what direction you're headed. So it just kind of spins in circles. Yeah. And you just like, but you imagine if like your GPS isn't, is like spinning and you're like, well, I can't go until it tells me exactly what direction to head. Like you'll but never go anywhere. Moving a direction. Yeah. <clears throat> Don't worry. It'll tell you to take a U-turn. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And God will do the same thing. So you yeah. just gotta yeah. just go do something. Right. I like that. Do something and eventually you'll be re you'll be reoriented, you know? But like it's one of those things where I think like God can do a lot with hatred. He can do a lot with love. It's really hard to do something with apathy. Mm. And figuring yeah. that out, like, you know, Which head somewhere. It turns to laziness really quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can turn into a really great spiritual excuse. Mm. Yep. I'm just waiting on the Lord. <sighs> yeah. Right? Like, yeah. just waiting on the Lord. Like, well, what are you going to do in the meantime while you're waiting? <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. always my, like, well, what are you, you going to just keep busy in the meantime? Like, go do something. <laughs> That'd be cool. Like, one, but I'll pray about that. <laughs> I couldn't roll my eyes harder sometimes when I hear that. <laughs> hear the eyes hit the back. But so that's, so we've, we've hit a point, all right? We're all in enthusiastic agreement that this is a feeling. <laughs> so let's talk through there are people that listen that, that think this way. Yep. Not that they're idiots, mm-hmm. not that they're, you know, you know, we like to make jokes. So obviously if this is you and you've and said those things. We're all probably guilty of this. Oh, 100%, 100%. <laughs> but so can we talk about ways to work through that? So do we lay out some fleece on the ground and, and say, God, <laughs> fleece is right? Yeah. So just again, like not everything we learn from the Bible heroes are exactly how we're supposed to do it, right? Yeah. Because ultimately, like, they are failed judges and we needed Jesus. We have Jesus different. Yeah. Um, but if that's a big issue and we have people who are Christians that are listening, what are ways that they can work through that? Mm. I think that would be a useful mm. time, especially since that's something we work through yep. often as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, I, I call it, uh, maybe I'll write a book on it one day, my four gates principle. And so every time I'm making a decision or I'm stuck somewhere, I don't know what to do, I walk through four different gates of, am I supposed to do this? The first one I walk through is God's leading. Is God leading me to do this action, this decision or to do this thing? And if I get a yes, like I feel it. And so I'll talk through, like, I know when God is speaking to me um, in the sense of if it's the wrong thing, I can feel it in my gut. It's a very weird and it's, it might be a totally personal thing, but 
like I've had it when I've dated the wrong people or I've yeah. made the wrong decision. Like I'll I'll feel it in my stomach, and it's not like a sick to my stomach. It's just this. Oh, oh, yeah. Something like when I talk about it or I say like, I think God wants me to be with this right. person. It, it just it's weird. So I I got it on that. The next thing I do is scripture. So then it's like, okay, is this a scriptural thing that I'm walking through? Right. Which those are kind of interchangeable. Like, um, like okay, scripture says that this is a good thing to do. Um, and then the third thing I'll walk through is people. So then who are the people in my life and what do they speak into it? Yep. So I trusted people and I make that decision. So for instance, when I came to join Restoration Church, um, a person who has tremendous influence is my mother. I did not ask my mom if I should get a job at Restoration Church because it meant I would leave my hometown. Mm. So I knew she was not the right person to the consult. Right person. Yep. You know? And so I didn't ask her Hey, yeah. I think I want this job. Do you think I should? Mm-hmm. I asked other people um, because I I looked at the situation, and said, "Who's going to be the best judge in this moment?" My mom wasn't one of them. Yeah. So I get people, and then the last one is opportunity. If it's open and I'm able to do it, I'll pursue it. Yeah. And so if any of those gates slam closed, I stopped pursuing it. Yeah. That's how I do it. I like that. So there was a sermon that it wasn't laid out quite that much, and I don't remember who preached it. I can't find it on YouTube anymore. <laughs> Maybe I dreamt it. Maybe we should write a book. Maybe it was me. No, um, it talks about God's will is whatever. Yeah. Which is like the controversial, like, hey, if you know, if you believe that God has soulmates for everyone, the odds of someone messing that up is really high, mm. meaning they married someone else's soulmate, which means that next person married someone else's soulmate. <laughs> and by the time you hit 20 years, no one's available who they're supposed to marry because <laughs> we're all supposed to listen. And you know what I mean? Yeah. So they just talk about the ridiculousness of a one path yeah. being your only option. And he, he talked through a similar, like he, I think he did like a window mm. and he wrote things on it. And he did like the top pane was all the Bible references. The bottom pane was all the 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 relationship. Mm-hmm. And he and he ended up like lowering the top pane and saying, "You look through everything mm. and make sure it lines up. Yep. Anything that lines up in this realm, it's God's will for your life. Mm. Like anything. If Scripture doesn't, um, you know, talk against it. If there's opportunity, you know. So I think your points were a little more pointed than his. So I like those. Yeah. But that idea of like, yeah, like there's not one decision that you have to make for the rest of your life. And if you mm-hmm. choose wrong, all of a sudden you're out of God's will. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So I like I like that going through that. Mm-hmm. I definitely am way too impulsive to <laughs> to think through that, but that's something I definitely should try <laughs> more often. Well, that's my problem is I'm very impulsive. So I have yeah. to set up systems to help me right and so to make it a little bit clearer because I'll do I'll do anything I'll be like nope yeah God called me this week to go <laughs> right. start this business and God called me last <laughs> week to do this and you know I'll just I'll just do whatever and right so it it's a the process makes it a little bit more so that's right, really good take a breath. So, so people listening rewind it and now look at your opportunities mm-hmm. legit like and start listing it out that way I feel like that would be Pretty huge. Yeah. Not to mention like how, I don't know, that puts so much intentionality for us as well. And I feel like really gives room 
for the Holy Spirit to work because yeah. like you're going to sit down and work through stuff and like you think through like, all right, let me think through the opportunity. And now you're thinking and now the Holy Spirit has a chance to be like, oh, let me show you the opportunity you mm-hmm. have for it. Let me show you the people you should talk to. Like, so I like that a lot to work yeah. through that. That's pretty cool. Yep. You should write a book. <laughs> <laughs> write a book. It's been on, it's, it's been on like my list of, of decision making. Like that's one of those things that like I think I realized it it came on the back of me dating the wrong person that I realized then. So I was like 20 years old when I first sat down and was like, I need to figure out how to make better how decisions. To make decisions. <laughs> That's pretty cool though. It is. Pretty cool for a 20 year old to do that too. Yeah, I've never had another good idea since. So <laughs> <laughs> It's just that idea that's kept me out of the other bad ideas. Genius. That's perfect. Yeah, I think that's something that everyone needs to be working through. Um I just, yeah, I love that a lot because the amount of people you talk through mm. that don't know what to do and have no idea, like, and won't, and are frozen. I'm yeah. sure you've, you've dealt with plenty of those people too. Like Marie, you've, you've gone through different parents now and, and you're in youth group as well. So like teenagers, right. They're the, they're the worst of it. Cause they do believe in soulmates and they do believe in the idea of like, I must have this one journey. Yeah. Yeah. And uh I like that a lot to to look through it with that feature. It's pretty cool. Sure. Well, beyond that, I feel like people always think that decisions have to be big. Mm. Like mm. like they're like, well, if I don't have a big decision in front of me, it's not worth making almost. Yeah. Like so like for the big decisions, I think the step-by-step process is really necessary. But Rob always likes to talk about and you'd probably be able to explain it better, Jeremy. Um the Tim Mackey analogy of um, he was talking about for his toddler son, if he puts him in his living room and he knows that like the baby gates up, everything in there is safe for him to play with. Tim's not going to be like, oh no, I want you to play with this toy right now, son. Right. Like, in, or no, don't touch that right now because I just don't want you to do it right now. Like, he's like, no, everything in there is good for him. Like, yeah. he's going to learn from that or like he's going to do good with that because he's going to grow. So, Rob likes yeah. to use that analogy when people are like talking about like the smaller things. Like, when I feel like a lot of new people, when they come into a church, any church, they just want to change it. Like, they, mm-hmm. Right. They, they're for the like for the good. So they're like, oh, like I see this potential, and I want to be responsible for that. I want to lift everybody up and get us to that place. And if they can't do that, they're like, oh, there's nothing for me. Yeah, right. But it's like, oh, there's so much for you, but it may it might not be as big. So like, yeah. m- maybe maybe play with that, like it, with permission from leadership or whatever. But right. like, maybe be that that change, that small change, which turns into like this snowball effect of big change. But I think like the mindset of God doesn't necessarily, like he doesn't have that linear, like one path for us all the time. Like he's, he's a, a God that gives us free will. So like, he's like, Hey, like these are all good scriptural decisions. Go for it. Like, Further my kingdom. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And it's separating into like two, like what does God care about? Like, there's the people who are like, you know, I really had to pray about what color car God wanted me to get. And it's like, I don't think God cares <laughs> right. what color car you got, you know, like, and figuring that out. And, you know, no you black. Can, <laughs> it's not black. We are children of the light. <laughs> children of light, you know. And Reference so it's to episode one. <laughs> um, you know, and so it's, it's, it's having that, you know, that mentality of, of figuring out, like, I want to put weight on what God puts weight on. Yeah. And there's things that he cares about 
that I want to care about. Yeah. And being after God's own heart is to understand what the decisions he really wants me to focus on. And then what one he, he gives you permission to. Yeah. So if you're a boss in any type, the employee that you might like least is the one who never makes a decision without consulting you. You know, like, yes. <laughs> do I put these here where they go? Yes. <laughs> you know, literally. And, and, you know, and so like, sometimes like we've got to have, we've got to have that understanding. And <laughs> Marie can't contain it because she's thinking of too many people <laughs> that she understands. The entire staff. <laughs> uh, and so we don't, we don't want to end up being that, right. that, that mentality of like, yeah. but, you know. So just to, isn't that, that's probably a really healthy balance though too. Oh yeah. Because can you think, eh, it's not important enough. I'm not going to pray about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like working through like, are you going to pray for miracles that you need or pray for direction for things that you need? Or are you going to, because of your lack of confidence say, mm-hmm. eh, I don't think God's going to put weight on that. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like okay, God's will is whatever. We should still pray through a job change, Yep. right? We should still pray through those things. And so you can't diminish, but you also can't raise everything up. Yeah. That is a hard Yeah, because the other employee that's terrible to have is the one who does things. (laughs) That doesn't care. That doesn't care, you know? Right, that's like, it's not a big deal. Like, I just did it. I just did it. Or I changed this thing like, Oh yeah, I thought it was cool if we just started keeping all the money that normally goes in the register in this trash bag out back. Like, you know, isn't that cool? Like, it's all in one spot. Yeah, yeah, it's not a big deal. Like, you know, and and so it's it is it is finding that balance, and it's mm. it's hard, and that's where it's so deliberate with Gideon. Like, yeah, I've got to figure out is God speaking to me? Is He talking at this moment? That's cool. So yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. That's. That's just one thing I was thinking through, like to keep that that tension. But I don't know any people who are having callings that are waiting for that big decision. I think you just gotta start something. That's what I yeah. always try and tell, like kids who like when we do the internship and stuff. People are like, I don't know, like I don't know if this is the right choice for me. And I'm like, listen, if you spend a year of your life serving God, and it turns out you're not supposed to continue. I don't think you wasted time. Right. And it's just trying to get that through people's head. Like, it's like, oh, I can't, I can't do, I can't do the internship for a year or I can't do this thing. It's like, listen, a year of your life spent at the service of God is not going to be a thing where you get to have any be like, how dare you (laughs) spend a a year (laughs) serving my church? Yeah. You should have gone to college earlier. Like, yeah. I just come ultimately, on. Yeah. ultimately it falls in line of like you underestimate what is it you overestimate what you can do in a day yep and you uh, underestimate what you can do in a year yeah and that whole idea of like well if it's not big I gotta wait for it yeah 10 years go by of you waiting for that one day <laughs> versus in the past 10 years how many ministries could you have started and handed off yeah if you had just been working through or how many just think through people who aren't like ministry specific, but how many businesses could you have started to help people get jobs? How many, how many different visions could God have given you if you just started rolling with it? Mm -hmm. And that whole idea is super important. Is it the best day to plant a tree is yesterday. The next best day is today. Yeah. You know, like that mentality and just 
Yeah, don't say And I know, I know 100% there are people that listen to this episode that I'm talking to. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is an encouragement, not a, not a, not a public rebuke. Yeah. It's an encouragement. Like you, if you're listening to this, you need to think through your calling. You need to think through what God is asking you to do and just stop. Don't be like Gideon being like, well, let me find out if it really is God. It is. You've been talking about it for 10 years, right? So like you just do it. Take those steps. Like again, if the worst thing you do is try and do something for God, man, that's an okay mistake. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like in those situations, like how often is it that it is like we were talking about earlier, that false humility, mm. like the fact that yeah. pride and the the lack of self-confidence can coexist mm. is like mind blowing to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like we can be so proud, but also like not believe in our abilities or callings at all at the same time. Yeah. But like we're like too proud to step into the calling that God has called us to. And then we're like, yeah. It's not him, probably. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just yeah. it's weird that those things that seem opposite are can be the root of the same problem. Yeah. Together. <laughs> You're like completely not confident in your own calling, but you can see how everyone else is doing it wrong. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, but you're like too proud to like take that step because you're like it's not big enough. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The little things aren't worth your time. Yeah. That's really good. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. Um, you want to talk through, you had some book recommendations. We could even talk through them a little bit as well. Yes. Yeah, I've got three books that I think are really good ones. Um, the first one is uh, Get Out of Your Head which by uh, Jeannie Allen, which I have never read. <laughs> but I, I highly I, recommend. <laughs> I highly recommend. <laughs> Enough people in my life that I trust their opinions have said really good things oh, okay. about that book. That's fair. Um, so that's one. Um, I don't think you've never read it. I'm assuming. Nope. Nope. And Marie. I've read it. I think okay. it's, yeah. it's a good one for females in particular. Okay. I think. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Give us a little bit of a kind of what it deals wow. with. This is now your book recommendation. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about this book. No, Marie. I think, I think it's really good. She, she draws. And I also read, um, if you don't want to buy the book right away, you can kind of get it like a synopsis of it on the Bible app. She, there's oh, yeah. a little devotion. Oh, that's cool. Of and, it. There, there is there a study on it in Right Now Media as well. I think oh, there probably. Might be. I she think probably there's a Right videos. Now Media um, study on it as well. Yeah. So she just talks about um, kind of this idea that I feel like a lot of people are touching on lately, um, like control your thoughts, mm. sort of thing. Like um, don't don't let things impact the way that your mind is working because you have full control over that. Yep. And um, like ground yourself in scripture. It's really encouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to like give the whole thing away, but the book title kind of gives like, get out of your own head, Mm. bury yourself in God's word and let that encourage you is Mm. I think the underlying message. That's cool. Which will build your confidence. Yeah. That's really good. Um, The next one we got is crash the chatterbox by Stephen Furtick, which is kind of a similar vein to get out of your head. It's a lot of like, um, it's the idea that you have thoughts in your head that are rooted in God speaking to you, but you twist them. And so what it is, is you'll say like, oh, I didn't, I didn't do a devotional this morning. I'm such a failure. I'm such an idiot. Yeah. The truth of that is God wants to spend time with me. I want to spend time with God. But instead of saying, so tomorrow, 
I'm going to try to spend time with God right. because that's something that I want and he wants. Instead, you're saying, I'm an idiot. Why am I so lazy? Why right. can't I wake up? Why do I forget? And so it's taking these points of truth and twisting them. And so, you know, and so we see a, a microcosm of that in the story of Gideon when God says, you're a mighty hero. He says, all right, you say this about me, which when he says, go in the strength that you have, nothing, nothing changed about Gideon. Go in the strength you have because I am sending you. Gideon didn't get anything new. Yeah. He was the same man in the bottom of the wine press as the man who went and tore down the altar and who becomes a mighty hero. The only difference was God said, hey, you're a mighty hero. I believe in you. And that's all that changed. And so that that yeah. that perspective switch is important. Yeah, I do like that book a lot. Yeah. And then you had a third. Seize the Day by Mark Batterson, which is our podcast's first official sponsor <laughs> because Mark Batterson gave us that book for free at a conference we went he to. He didn't know we had a podcast. He didn't know we had a podcast, but now he's on the recommendation list and we got a free book. So. Right. That's how sponsorships work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's it's just <laughs> a really good one. It's just a, it's just a highly motivational like, and it it kind of deals with some of the things we talked about, like how do I go from doing nothing to doing this huge thing for God? And it's yep. like little by little, build it up over time. Yeah, absolutely. Go beyond that, and so it really it, it hits that pretty well. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. So those books will be great. This series has been really good. Uh, week one, I'm just really excited to see the rest. Even now, talking through what week two is going to look like. It's a three-week series, right? It's a three-week Leading series. Leading up to Easter. Yes, yes. Um, So you know how a great way to prove how confident you're getting in the Lord would be to invite some people to Easter. <laughs> that would be really cool because yeah. you should do that. Um, and then another thing, I have this, this will only be relevant if people listen this week, but... Um, there is also worship night coming, which the focus of worship night is all about us needing Jesus and working through to have that type of confidence. Yep. So I think it's going to complement the series really, really well um, that we're able to do something like that. So those things will be really cool. But thanks for having a conversation. Thanks, Marie, for jumping in with us and talking through it. But we'll see you guys soon.